On this Thursday installment of Locked On Texans, day 10 takeaways from Houston Texans training camp. Plus, you guys are going to have an opportunity to hear from Houston Texans wide receiver Philip Dorsett, fresh off the practice field. Well, Cody, let's not hold him. Let's go ahead and start the show. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Thursday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John Hickman, joined by Cody Davis, here to discuss day 10 of training camp. You guys are going to enjoy the Philip Dorstead interview. Can't wait to present you with that. But before we talk about the Houston Texans, Cody, something serious happened during practice <laughs> on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, Cal McNair Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, we can make a lot of jokes about Cal McNair, which we've done here on this show and people have done in the national and local media. The local media was very hard on Cal, you know, his first couple of seasons as the owner and CEO of the uh, Houston Texans. But, gosh, you got to admit, he's trying, man. And I think mm-hmm. not only is he trying, I think that the fan base right now has been ready to move on from those dark days that it just seems like everybody is kind of open arms with one another. And so I think it was kind of cool to see Kyle McNair out on practice, out at practice on Wednesday, got the grill fired up and out there making burgers and grilling uh, other other different foods, I, I believe. Uh, but just to see that, listen, it's a part of what we talked about a couple of days ago with the food prices at the menu for the concessions. Like They're trying to find even the smallest of ways to rebuild this relationship with the community and their franchise fan base. And that's just another – Another good thing that I think that they did is good to see Cal McNair out there in front of the press, in front of everybody, making himself known, which is something that he didn't do last year. But, Cody, let's talk about some important news with the Houston Texans. The Darius Anderson, he's out with injury. What's going on with that? Yeah, and I hate to say on Tuesday he went down with a season-ending knee injury. So, you know – that's a little bit tough to hear. Um, Darius Anderson, he was one of those guys who was putting together a really good training camp. And, John, I hate to say it, but, of course, this is going to affect him making his 53-man roster or at least affecting him having an opportunity to do so because every single one of these running backs, it doesn't matter if it's Damian Pierce, Marlon Mack, Rex Burkhead, um, all of these running backs have done a really good job since the start of training camp making a name for themselves, and Anderson was one of them. However, speaking of guys who are out there making a name for themselves, day 10 of Houston Texans training camp, it was better for the offense, but yet once again, the defense stole the show. I do want to give some highlights really quick. Jonathan Owens continues to showcase why he has an opportunity to be a starting safety for the Houston Texans in 2022. Had a pair of pass breakups, and John, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I would like to say Jonathan Owens 
put together arguably one of the best highlights during training camp, recording a pass breakup between him and Pharaoh Brown. And you know that's big because every time we talk about Pharaoh Brown, we talk about a tight end that's 6'6". He's going to be favored in a lot of his matchups. Matter of fact, he's going to be favored in all of his matchups because not too many people are standing at 6'6". But Jonathan Owens got into his body and created a pass breakup opportunity for him. Of course, the quarterback who threw that was Davis Mills. Steven Nelson. This is day 10. Seven out of the 10 days, Steven Nelson continues to showcase why he could end up being the Houston Texans' best free agent acquisition. He had a pair of uh, pass breakups for himself. The best pass breakup that he had came between the one-on-one battle between him and Brandon Cooks. Like I mentioned on yesterday, it was another day of Nelson getting into the chest of Cooks, and Cooks could not create no type of separation. The secondary flying around the field, making plays on the ball, but unfortunately, they only ended the day with only one interception. That one interception came from Tremont Smith. The quarterback who threw that targeting Johnny Johnson III was Kyle Allen. Jonathan Gennard, another day at the office for him. Finished the day with a sack and a pass deflection. Jalen Petrie, I understand he a rookie. Another day at the office for him. Pass deflections, making plays on the ball. By the way, going into Saturday, John, I do want to shout out MJ Stewart for the second day in a row. He has caught my eye, and I really think he's going to be a guy that's going to make really going to make it really tough for Nick Casario to, to cut. But at the end of the day, John, listeners and viewers, Derek Stinley had by far his best day of training camp every single day Derek Stanley not only is he looking better but he is looking a lot more comfortable which means two things one he's starting to find his niche and two the young man is healthy on yesterday he had about two to three pass breakups and just like Steven Nelson got into the chest of Brandon Cooks Brandon Cooks could not create separation it was overall a good day for the defense but once again i do want to give a special shout out to rookie defensive back Derek stanley jr if you haven't tried beer bar puffs yet you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys and guess what there's a new flavor on the market are you guys ready the delicious indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate that's right bill bar has done it again all of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it plus it's healthy for you cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories they're a whopping 15 grams of protein you cannot beat that what's great about built bar is that it's their bars are made with collagen protein which your body absorbs for more efficiency and provides a ton of health benefits Go to build.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reaction, big game recaps, and the take of the day, available on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcasts. Standing here with Mr. Philip Dorsett, wide receiver for the Houston Texans. Dorsett, how you doing today? How was day 10 of training camps? So you had an opportunity to get catch a couple of nice passes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, day training, day 10, you know, 
you get down to the hard days. You, know? <laughs> you get to the, the days, the nitty gritty days. You're tired. We just gotta push through. But uh, I mean, everything's been going well, going smooth. You know, so uh -huh. I'm just coming in and compete every day. Uh, that's all I can ask for. Um, speaking of Saturday, you guys are going to open your first preseason game against the New Orleans Saints. Yep. How great is it to finally have an opportunity to go up against another yep. defense that's not your teammates? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the that's the thing. I mean, those first couple of days you're going against your defense, you kind of get tired of them, you learn each other. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's, uh, it's a breath of fresh air when you get to go up against somebody else, uh, some people that you never, well, not have never seen, but uh, some other unfamiliar faces. And, um, it's, it's good to just go out there and just compete. We know it's preseason, but at the end of the day, it's football. And uh, we're all football players, and we all want to compete and win. How do you feel personally? You know, you missed the first couple of days of training camp and turning for an injury, but how are you feeling as of right now? I feel good. I feel great. Um, I'm just glad to be back out here. Out here just flying around. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, like I said, I've, I've reiterated I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life. Um, I know everybody says it, but I really mean it. And, um, I feel really good. And uh, I'm, just, I'm just ready to just go out there and just keep playing. With you playing on the offensive side of the ball, there's a lot of hype, a lot of expectations with Pep Hamilton taking over as mm -hmm. the offensive coordinator. What can you share about Pep Hamilton as the OC? Uh, Pep, I mean, he's a guy that he just wants to get his playmakers the ball. Uh, he, he, he loves to run the ball, but uh, at the end of the day, he just he, he utilizes his offense around his playmakers. Uh, guys with speed, guys with power. I mean, he, he just uses everybody's strengths. Uh, he just tries to uh, go out there and just put his game plan together that way. Mm. You can't talk about this offense without talking about the guy on the center, second-year quarterback, mm. Davis Mills. Mm. What have you seen from him and his growth? Oh, he's just—he's out here. He's just getting more comfortable each day. Uh, he's going through his reads. Uh, he's, he's finding his check downs. He's finding his primary. I mean, he's just, uh, it's an honor to come out here and just go to work with him every day. Um, like you say, you, you see he's learning. Mm -hmm. But uh, at the end of the day, he's a great player. Uh, he throws a great ball, great catchable ball. He's arm strength. He has accuracy. And, uh, I just can't wait to just grace the field with him. Mm. Did you have an opportunity to go to Oregon with the rest of the wide receiving crew and with Davis Mills? If so, how was that experience? Actually, I, I couldn't because uh, the day they went, my daughter was born. So. Oh, okay. Congratulations yeah, on the new daughter. Well, how is father life treating you, man? Uh, man. It's, it's been great. You know, uh, just running on fumes a little bit out here, you know, with the sleep problem, you know, trying to help my wife out. Yeah. Not, but at the end of the day, it's a blessing, man. I'm just, just glad to have a healthy baby, healthy wife, and uh, just glad to be out here, come out here every day and just play the game that I love. Talking about coming out here, you signed with this organization in November, December of last year, yep. and you say one of the reasons why you signed is you wanted to reunite with Nick Casario. One, can you just talk about your relationship with Casario? And two, outside of Casario, what made you want to join this team at a time when this franchise was in a big transition? Um, I mean, me and Nick, we, we clicked uh, as soon as I got to New England. Um, obviously, that's, that's that connection, but um, it was just always... I've always had side conversations with him in, in New England, just talking about ball, um, just trying to, because he's a former receiver coach. A lot of people don't know that. Mm -hmm. So he just, I mean, he's, he's a guy, he has a lot of knowledge of the game. So me and him are always, we're always talking. And then, uh, when I got the chance to come, I mean, it was a no-brainer for me. Um, I know he's trying to build this thing the right way, and I just want to be a part of that. Mm. And how have you seen Nick Casario grow from those days in New England to where he is as the second-year general manager for the Texans? Um, he, he's trying to build his own identity. I mean, he just he wants to do, to do his own thing. I mean, you know, everybody says they try to people try to copy the Christian way and all that, but mm -hmm. he's who he is. Um, he's a he's a great guy, uh, very knowledgeable in the game. Um, he knows talent. He knows he knows football, and that, that's all you can really ask for in, in, in the general manager. How do you actually see yourself helping the Houston Texans establish this explosive offense that we would like to see from this from this team this year? I mean, yeah, you know, um, speed kills. I mean, it's 
can never have too much speed on the field. Hmm. Uh, and at the end of the day, uh, speed, speed scares defenses. And um, I just want to be able to just establish, establish myself as that deep, deep threat again, um, as I was coming to the league. So everybody that I am still, I am still fast, and I am faster than I was when I first came out. And uh, just, just be that deep threat again. Be, be a guy that can open things up for, for Cookie, for, for Nico, Chris. You know, both Chris is everybody. I mean, we, we just want to go out there. We want to go out there and put a good product on the field for the Houston fans and just go out there and play hard. And speaking of Nico, what have you seen from his growth from his rookie season to where he is now? Oh, man, Nico, uh, I mean, I wasn't here all last year. Yeah. But, uh, I see I seen the, uh, the end of the season, Nico. But from, from them, from then to now, I mean, it's, it's night and day. I mean, you can tell you put in the work. Uh, not, only, not, not only on his craft, but on his body. Uh, his confidence. I think he can take a definite, definite big leap. I mean, he can be a special player as long as he puts his mind to it, which he is. So I mean, I'm, I'm excited to just watch him play. Last question before getting out of here. I don't know if you've seen it, but your name was floating around social media doing, I believe, um, mandatory minicamp. OTAs can't really remember. And it was because of your number. <laughs> we all know who used to wear this number. Yeah, um, but can you just explain to the listeners and viewers, if you would like to share, what is the meaning behind number yeah. four to you? Man, number four was my high school number. It was also my college number. And once I got the opportunity to get it, I didn't care who had it. Mm-hmm. I mean, no disrespect to anybody. Yeah, I mean, most definitely. I just just wanted to get my number. I, mean, I felt like it's, 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 a, it's a part of me. So that's why I wanted to get it. Sounds good. And it seems like the city of Houston going to see a lot of number four. The Rockies got a budding star in Jalen Green. He oh, also sure. switched his number to number oh, four. Did. Yeah, so okay, we're going to be seeing a lot of number fours here in the city of Houston. Thank you, Mr. Dorsett. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Once again, that was wide receiver Philip Dorsett, as you guys can see, as you guys can hear. Had a great time talking to him fresh off the practice field. John, before moving on, between Dorsett and Jalen Green, do you think they're going to be able to bring some new life to number four? Because... Uh, Daniel House, he didn't represent number four well here in the city of Houston either. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> and, and you know what's crazy? I'm one of those guys where unless you're like Steve Franchise or 99 mm. with JJ or, you know what I mean, like 34, 34 Hakeem. 11, we are like, uh, I, I really care less what your jersey <laughs> is. Um, but – I think it's, it's it's good for the for the for what this franchise needs right now. Like mm-hmm. he's totally different in character. I think he's totally different in terms of his career stature as well. And I get it. Um, and he, he, that number is important to him. And I'll put it like this, man: the greatest cornerback to ever play the game said, "If you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good." So if that's an added boost for his game which for a lot of players, NFL, NBA, just like that number that they cherish means a lot to them and they feel like the game is coming to them. If that number helps you out, then by all means, get the number you want. And he has for the number that was, you know, originally worn by Deshaun <laughs> Watson, who will play, according to the Browns, he will play in the first preseason game. But I like the competition that is going on at the slot battle right now. What I like about Philip Dorsett is we know that he has that speed, but I think he's just one of those guys that can get he can get things done like very sneaky on the NFL field. Like you may forget about mm-hmm. him because he's he's never been 
a guy that made you like a wild guy throughout his career. But he's been very sneaky good as a receiver. Uh, I think he's a guy that if there's man coverage, I'm immediately looking for Philip Dorsett. If there's a cornerback on, I mean, on the cornerback, if there's a safety or a linebacker on him and there's a mismatch, like I, he's one of those guys where we can get him out in space if he's in that slot and there's a mismatch. Let's go ahead and let's run a slant or let's run, you know, let's run an out route or something where he can beat his man and get into some open field. And I think that is what's going to give him the leverage. I think Saturday is going to be a very important day for not only him, but Chris Moore, uh, Wellington, BB. All of those guys are going to have important – excuse me, Saturday will be important for him. I like Philip Dorsett because I think that he is a vet. He's been in the league for a while, and because of his speed and because he's able to do certain things on the field that a vet can do, just very sneak-like, you know, I think he's going to be better in this role for Houston. I also like Chris Moore, too, and BB. I think that's going to be very interesting to see which one of those guys beat each other out as well. And before moving on, you're talking about a guy, Philip Dorsett, who has put together some really great days at Houston Texans training camp since returning from injury on yesterday. He had about three to four catches, uh, was one of the most consistent wide receivers on yesterday. And look, I'm expecting Philip Dorsett to have a really good year with the Houston Texans. And I'm also expecting this Houston Texans offense to benefit with Philip Dorsett on the field. And you're talking about a guy, he only played three games for the Texans last year, but in those three games, he already had 107 yards, six catching while averaging 17.8 yards per catch. So you're talking about a guy that's going to be very beneficial for the Houston Texans moving forward. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders continue to keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league. Uh, really quick, a couple of things. If you guys haven't checked out the hard knocks with the Detroit Lions, I thought that first hmm. episode was, was pretty good. Shout out to Jamal Williams, man. There's a certain thing in football that brings emotion out of you. And I think because football is full of so much pain, pain eventually has to leave the body. And in football, it, it, it finds ways to leave and you can express it and emotions come out. But shout out to Jamal Williams. Shout out to Aiden Hutchison, who did a very good rendition. Yes, sir. Of yes, sir. <laughs> Shout out to Ross Jackson and the Locked On Network, the Locked On Lions. They got their shout out, got some love on Hard Knocks. And uh, shout out to the weatherman who clearly <laughs> thought it was a good time as we're recording to pour down out here in the Tascacita Humble area. But, uh, Cody, we did have an opportunity to hear from Lovey Smith on Wednesday. And, uh, you know, one thing that I took away from Smith is I think he's just ready to play other teams as well, man. Like, he's mm-hmm. he's ready to really coach. And I, he's doing it now. Of course, he's doing a lot of hands-on coaching and trying to get guys prepared and ready. But I think he is really, really ready to coach against another team and get back into his element, something that he hasn't done as a head coach in a very long time in the NFL. But, you know, we just talked to Philip Dorsett who is a player that we expect to be, you know, contribute to this offense. Levy Smith was asked 
Can you talk about the offense's performance today and their ability to push the ball downfield? And Levy Smith answered that that's the emphasis every day to push the ball downfield. Yesterday, I thought the defense did some good things. Today, of course, as you mentioned, the offense did a whole lot of good things, which is good. We're a good football team from day to day. You want offense, defense to have their day. But for us to win games, we need to score a lot of points. We have weapons. We have the perfect guy, signal caller, for our football team to start to push that, uh, to start that push downfield. And that was him alluding to uh, Pep Hamilton as offensive coordinator. Cody, you were out there on Wednesday before the rain started pouring down. As a matter of fact, actually, if you had got one of those cow burgers, you said, no, nah, I was trying to get out the heat. But during practice, pushing the ball down the field, was that a point of emphasis for the Houston Texans? It was a point of emphasis, but not for Davis Mills. It was more so a point of emphasis for Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen has been the one quarterback who has tried to push the ball down the field. You know, Davis Mills, he did take more of a shot on yesterday, but it wasn't as much. It seems like he was still, like I alluded to yesterday, it seemed like he was still um, targeting guys who was running slants and running curls and, you know, of course, targeting tight ends more so than anything. But um, like I mentioned on yesterday, maybe we are not seeing it from Davis Mills as much because at the end of the day, we don't know, or at least I haven't been told whether or not that has been a point of emphasis for Davis Mills from Pep Hamilton to, you know, target guys who are running in a media roster more so than not as of right now. Um, I'm going to save my thoughts on this offense pushing the ball downfield um, after the first preseason game. I do believe that is when we can really start diving into what we are expecting out of Davis Mills, out of Pep Hamilton, out of this whole entire Houston Texans offense. But what I would say is this before moving on. Guys like Philip Dorsett, Johnny Johnson III, um, Chad BB, um, Jalen Camp, those guys, you are talking about guys who have really been consistent in that aspect. Those are guys who, <laughs> it seems like every time they get the opportunity to do so, they are running go, go routes. And every time Kyle Allen and at times Davis Mills, every time it seems like they are attempting to hit one of their targets downfield, it is one of those wide receivers. And the reason why I'm bringing their names up once again, oh yeah, and Chris Moore as well. One And part of the reason why I'm bringing their names up once again, John, we talked about it a lot ever since the start of training camp. This battle in the wide receiver room is going to be something crazy, and I can't wait to see what type of turn it's going to take come Saturday. Lovey Smith was also asked about the depth chart. The question was, how will the depth chart change with the non-injuries, non-injury-wise, if you don't play a lot of guys in the preseason and Lovey Smith answered that by saying the depth chart was released yesterday. They told us we have to release the, the depth chart. For me to you, we wrote some guys down right now based on not finishing the drill in training camp. Once we get to the preseason games, that's when the depth chart will mean a little bit more. Right now, we don't have uh, – right. I'm sorry. Right now, we have a little depth rotation and kind of go from there. Don't put too much into the depth chart just yet. I think that's self-explanatory. Um, of course, we're going to see guys, uh, you, you know, over guys like right now, Damian Pierce is listed as the number three running back. When the season starts, there's optimism that he'll be number one. So um, those guys will start getting evaluated right during the game Saturday. Houston has to go down. I think they have to make 
three to five cuts on Tuesday. They'll get evaluated, and then the depth chart will go ahead and start making real change after that. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.